I, I feel like if you're a company that you know is significant, well, you don't even have to be significant. You've got to you've got to know that your your audience isn't you know mm. a lemming. Like <laughs> we can we can think for you can you can think for yourself. Yeah. And welcome to another podcast of 99 Problem, but Gen Z ain't one. I'm Connor, a business development exec here at BDB. I'm Lizzie, a current exec at BDB. And I'm Jess, the production exec here at BDB. And today we're going to be talking about YouTube. Yes. The big play button in the sky. (laughs) Um, So let's kick it off. Um, How do we use it? Well, um, I I went away and did, I, I spend an embarrassing amount of time on YouTube every yeah, day. Oh, me but, too. Um, preparing for this podcast, I realised that I don't actually know that much about it in terms of statistics and things like that. Mm. So I, I did a bit of research <laughs> and um, it turns out it's the second most visited website in existence wow. ever. Um, and like I think like 500 years worth of videos were watched last year. Oh my God. Just last year. Just last year. Wow. Um, it, it's insane. It's I think it's the second biggest search engine after Google, That's and nuts. and Google owns yeah. YouTube, <laughs> so it's massive. And I think um, like a lot of businesses, especially B two C businesses, have noticed how big it is and have been using it for a while. Yeah, especially with advertising. A lot more, yeah, a lot yeah. more companies are existing on it, which is a bit odd because it's now going a bit more commercial. Because usually yeah. I use it as like um, almost like an alternative TV because mm. I don't really watch TV anymore. It's Mostly YouTube. Yeah, stuff. everyone if, watches YouTube now, don't they? Yeah, there, there are people like channels that people like subscribe to and they watch yeah. religiously. And well, there's 23 million YouTube channels around <laughs> right nuts. now. That's, that's crazy. I mean, when I go to watch it, I have like a set, you know, sort of order I watch people in. Oh, I'll, nice. I'll, I've got like people I've been subscribed to. Oh for no, like me too. Years, years. <laughs> well, I'll yeah, go through. And I'll check. You know, it's I, like I do have a priority list. Yeah. Of like, and then once I've run out of them, then, then you go I, down the world. Then I go onto Ask Reddit. <laughs> yeah. Ask Reddit die. posts are, oh, yeah. are a whole, it's a robotic voice reading out Reddit oh, yeah, threads. And they're really addictive. I found that almost 5 billion videos are watched on YouTube every single day. It's nuts. 5 yeah. billion YouTube videos. You can't videos. conceive of those numbers. You can't imagine. No. Now, depending on when that stat was up, last updated, that's like double the population, over double the population exactly. of Greater Manchester. Man. Well, if you to think put about, that in perspective. Yeah, well, if you think about how many YouTube videos you'll watch in a sitting. Yeah. I mean, I won't go on YouTube and watch one video and then just be like, okay, satisfied, no. I'm no. leaving YouTube. It's engineered. It you yeah, you see yeah. those so videos like Biggest Burger or something like yeah. that. And you're like, oh, I need to see this one. Well, that's something that um, companies could harness. Like, um, I think, like... Uh, a lot of companies see video content and um, a YouTube channel as just something that they kind of have to have now. Like mm. in this, but you, we've established that it's a huge platform, yeah. and that you people spend a lot of time on it. If you can take advantage of that autoplay mm. thing, if you've got more than a couple of videos on your channel make and a playlist, you, yeah, yeah. If you make a, if you make content that people want to keep watching, yeah, that's really and it, it can really help you build up a brand personality. Yeah. And things like that and it's like um looking for the the theme of this podcast i suppose um like apparently 59 percent of gen z has increased their youtube usage last mm. year 
and it's growing mm. still growing even with these numbers it's still growing which is amazing um it's not a place for cat videos just it's, yeah, it's, it's no definitely a place cat. for cat well it's videos. come a long way though hasn't it because mm. it used to be you know cat videos and you know very sort of primal youtube looking at it now everything's a lot more polished and sort of yeah, calculated yeah definitely everyone's got the nice background they know DSLRs. what to talk about yeah, yeah they've mm. got their like massive like setups in their yeah. rooms and they spend i watched i think one of my favorite youtubers at the moment is david dobrik oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and like, I, I watch all of his vlogs like religiously <laughs> sorry no but basically <laughs> but basically i think it's the, it's the effort that like goes into making youtube video he's had to go down to doing it only two days a week because he mm. did it almost every day and it's kind of it just shows, like, if he's got the ability now, because he's built up this empire of yeah. David, David Dobrik fans, yeah. it's like, you, you know, he's, they're obviously earning a lot of money. Yeah, yeah they're like, doing very well. Yeah, YouTube I found... YouTube money this, is big. Yeah. Well, when you make it, yeah. Well, I found that 300 hours of videos are uploaded, like, every minute. Yeah. 300 <laughs> hours awesome. every minute. Mm. Um, apparently the top 10, so on the subject of making money through YouTube, maybe not through advertising or so much, but like people who've started their own businesses, like professional vloggers, yeah. uh, beauty gurus, mm. um, and even like one of my favorites, um, Tom Scar, who made Astaf movie, okay. um, oh, he yeah, has yeah. his own production company. So he's gone very laterally into like filmmaking. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. so, but he employs three people, like he goes to conventions and stuff. He's been able to buy his house no and whatever. Way. Um, but the top 10 earners, so like your Jake Pauls, your Logan Pauls. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. Them's that shall not be named. Um, they earned an estimated 180, $180.5 million dollars last oh, wow. year. That's not too bad, is it? From That's insane. Brand deals, um, yeah, AdSense, but AdSense isn't the, the yeah. primary way to yeah. make money. Like, it's, it, it's, it's a lifestyle now, yeah. isn't it? And that's a really big departure from the sort of um, originating mission statement of YouTube. Like it was, it was used to be like broadcast yourself. It was yeah. democratizing, it? Yeah. yeah, like a democratizing platform. Like um, TV and radio were very sort of ivory tower, almost very difficult yeah. to break into. This is like the wild west, isn't it? Yeah, like the frontier yeah. of entertainment, and now it's becoming more gentrified, almost mm. like with the people who have the budget or just the people who have hit on a winning formula. Like it's mm. still a meritocracy in that um, you have to, you know, get big. Like, I think Definitely. we're less in the realm of viral videos, I think. Yeah, I think that's sort of gone now. It's more frequency yeah. more than anything. And I, trends yeah. and drama. Trends and frequency over viral. I think viral videos, it was like a buzzword, but yeah. now it's sort of, they're lost in the past. You need staying power now. Yeah. You can't get big off the back of one massively popular shared video that still happens. Yeah. But and it's all about consistency as well. Yeah. If like a YouTube video like a YouTuber like uploads like every week at like certain times a week and then they miss one. Then like, people are like, What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Why are you not posting? What's going on? Like, fans are very engaged. Yeah. But I think that's something the internet's given everybody is a bit more you can you can actually contact the, the maker of the video you can be like where's the video or you can yeah. give them feedback yeah. so it's a lot more and there's sort of uh, well. yeah personal interactive now so you, the fans can actually have influence on mm -hmm. videos because I know, I know PewDiePie does um yeah yeah so uh, he reacts to fan-made content oh, no way. so it's kind of a nice way to get your stuff onto the channel so you feel a bit more included 
Yeah. yeah. I like that. That, that they call it um, a parasocial relationship oh. that, that people um, have on the, like, like, you know, a lot of YouTubers, they, they cite sort of burnout where they feel like, because I think it's both a great thing that pe- that creators and audiences can be more, um, have a better relationship and whatever, but I think you get the sense YouTubers portray this image of authenticity and mm-hmm. being real and being a real person, but it is still a performance. What you choose yeah. to put online is a performance. And I think when a fan gets so attached to the image of that person and they form this parasocial relationship with them and then something happens, like, say, this James Charles controversy that's happened recently, oh. that goes against this <laughs> we established... We won't go into that, though. No, but there's so <laughs> as many... As we want to. So many story time videos on yeah. that. But it, it, can re- it can kind of backfire. Mm. Um, so, in terms of people working at like a communications agency and a branding agency, mm. whatever, people are making their own brands on YouTube, but yeah. it's a very different way to the way companies have previously done and the way celebrities have previously yeah. done. Yeah, because I've noticed a lot more celebrities are jumping on YouTube now. Yeah. I know uh, Jack Black and okay. I think Will Smith's jumping on it. Yeah, we and have. You've yeah. also got The Rock as well. He's playing video yeah. games, which is nuts. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> He's a let's player. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really odd. I think he built his PC with his son. Wow. But yeah. it's it's uh, it's really odd though because I feel like because YouTube's been is is the platform it is today because the people who've been there at the beginning and who have had to you know grind out and they've sort of mm. I'm not saying they've not earned their stardom the the actual movie yeah. stars. Yeah. But for then a you know oh, as well uh, what's his name uh, Kevin Hart he's jumped on he's yeah. doing a YouTube Red series. But for them to come on, it, also, it almost feels like <clears throat> the people who've been there from the start have sort of, you know, ironed out all the creases. They've sort of yeah. made this platform. They've just jumped on. They're using their name. And you've got, you know, the late night show hosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that because they're, they're making PG content and they're not. So this is another thing. <laughs> we'll get back onto it. But this is nothing. YouTube's kind of gone through like um, evolution over time. Oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like. Just like our lifetimes had, you know, like the Victorian age, you know, all this. We've gone through eras. Through YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) YouTube's also had eras. So there's been significant moments that have shaped YouTube. One of them is the adpocalypse. Oh, God, yeah. So for those who don't know, um, YouTube uses Google Ads uh, to send ads just before video plays. Or during. And there was a moment when companies became aware of the content that showed after their... Um, their adverts. So if you had a very controversial, Im- uh, you know, not an image, a video yeah. played after your ad, companies would then start to go, well, hold on, we don't want to be associated mm. with that. So they'd then pull their ads and your video would get demonetized, yeah. which does have an effect on the income of the YouTuber. Yeah. So then it's, it's still happening now. People's videos are still being it's hit really, and de- yeah. demonetized. Well, it's yeah. really, like, it was an, kind, it was obviously driven by money, but like because the advertisers couldn't choose which videos their yeah. ad got put on, they just pulled their entire ad. And YouTube did want to cut down on the sort of not safe for work content on YouTube anyway, because there's a lot of children that watch yeah. YouTube. They just mm. click because if they now they've got YouTube for kids, but there's still stuff in there still. But what it does, an unintentional or you know collateral damage thing from it is like. Um, channels that are really good sort of like um sexplanations which is like a clinical sexologist and she talks about healthy relationships and it's really professional and it's it talks about graphic things but in a sort of scientific way but i guess because it'll probably get flagged up and then pulled down they won't get paid for it exactly things about um transgender transgender transitions they're getting hit because like people 
trying to give people resources to yeah. help them with their struggles. They're getting hit by these demonetizations because it flags the the automated system that says this has not safe for work content or it has. Mm. Well, I think that's changed yeah. quite a bit now though because it's YouTube, I think from what I've seen whilst watching YouTube, I think it's been a big platform for people to actually like come out. Yeah. Um like reveal that they are like transgender and bisexual, gay, whatever, you know, mm. like, and it, I feel like it's, they've kind of created a community where people can be who they are okay. online with loads of people watching them, you know, without feeling, I mean, obviously the comments, but they don't have to read the comments, they probably will, but without feeling too judged about it and they'll feel a bit more accepted because they've already got a fan base mm. and they're like, you're so brilliant, so proud of you, stuff like this. But then you have these big corporate decisions that are going to like ask yeah. these guys income. Yes. No, so I then know. they can no longer make the videos because they have to be working a nine to five job. Mm. So it's it's forced, it's kind of skewing the content on YouTube towards safe, yeah. family friendly, marketable. Yeah, which content. I don't agree with. Yeah. Not at all one bit. Because exactly. the, the content I like to see does have the occasional swear word in. Yeah. And if you're going to demonetize that, then the people aren't going to be able to make it. Mm. And it so it's just going to ruin the, the whole ecosystem. So I, I don't know, I, I don't agree with it at all. I, I feel like um, maybe companies have to embrace the fact that people do swear. Yeah. Um, and if you swear in your advert, I'm not going to be offended. Like, say for example, <laughs> Coke made an advert. Like if you're Pampers, you don't want to be on a video that's... Yeah, uh... <laughs> but like, if, say, say Coke called, had an advert playing before a video that had somebody saying you know, a bad word in it or yeah, had yeah. some dodgy content, I'm not going to be like, whoa. Coca-Cola? I'm not going to buy a Coke. How dare you? <laughs> I, I feel like if you're a company that, you know, is significant, well, you don't even have to be significant. You've got to, you've got to know that your, your audience isn't, you know, mm. a lemming. Like, <laughs> we can, we can think for, you, can, you can think for yourself. Yeah. I, I think a, a lot of brands are, are being pretty cool about it. Like, um, you, you're, if you watch any YouTubers for any length of time, you'll see the brand deals. So, like, Wix, Squarespace... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dollar Shave Club, Honey, yeah. uh, honey. like these the new gen, the new gen of uh, influencer sponsors. marketing. Yeah. Like it's it's really effective. Like I I would not know about those companies yeah. if I did not watch YouTube. Like and those companies are able to pick and choose the they, they work directly with the yeah. YouTuber, so they can because I know they work with the H three H three and they cover mm, some yeah. quite sort of spicy content. They yeah. swear a few times, but I'm fine with that. Exactly. As, I, I as a result, I know are... I know the brand's name, so it does yeah. work. They're taking a break now. Are they? Mm. Oh. Mm. Uh, I think for a few months because she's um, oh, the, one of the other. Yeah, she's due for a baby. <laughs> it's so weird though because it's weird that we know that because we're yeah don't know these the H three H three. They do a podcast and that's. Yeah. I watched that. Those are one of the uh, the channels that I watch religiously, almost. Mm. But you become part of the sort of their, their yeah. life, and it's odd. You get invested. Yeah, you do get invested. So a good channel is worth staying around for. Well, people vlog as well as just making sit down YouTube videos yeah. or stand up YouTube videos. It's kind of like slice of life stuff. Yeah, like you with you with them like while they're doing things, even just while they're shopping or like yeah. going to a game or just anything, just walking around, you just listen to them. And it's kind yeah. of, I don't know, It's maybe it's kind of a comfort that people have kind of yeah. gained from yeah. listening to other people talk about their own lives and stuff like that. less alone, because like, um, one series I loved, it's, it's finished now, but um, Tom Scar again. I'm not sponsored by Tom Scott. Um, <laughs> he did a series on his second channel called Last Week where he would make a vlog every week 
Um, and it was just you know, his life, whatever. And he does have a pretty interesting life. He goes to film premieres sometimes, but he's a pretty normal guy. Um, and it was mainly documenting his ups and downs with his mental health. Oh. And it was really, like, it didn't set out to be that. It set yeah. out for him to, he realised he was forgetting little things and he wanted to just sort of document a year of his life. Mm. Uh, and it ended up being this really, really popular, almost like a like you get invested in the characters of a TV show. You got yeah. invested in these people's lives, but they're, they're real people. And he never shied away from a day yeah. where he felt awful and he would talk about it. Yeah. And it, it really helped me and a lot of other people who you feel like, you're completely alone inside your own head with these issues. Yeah. If you watch someone putting that out there, it's really quite powerful. You know, but then you take a step back and you realise that you're like, wow, I've watched the intimate details of a person's life yeah. for a year who I've never. Yeah. Well, I've actually met him now, but I, <laughs> I don't know in <laughs> person. Obsessed with this guy. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> anyway, um, so saying all this, how can businesses then harness this power? Because we're obviously very invested in these channels, these people, their lives. Mm-hmm. How can a business, you know, utilize this this um, gravity that YouTube's got? Well, I've actually worked with clients who have used YouTube as a platform to share information about their businesses. And YouTube, um, I found, is what I thought at first as just a kind of a platform where people just post videos, it doesn't really go anywhere, but you can also inc- like link them to different things. Yeah. So in an email that we've like we'd sent out for a client, yeah. um, we'd upload their video to YouTube and then we'd link it through. So it'd be hosted on YouTube, but yeah. then other people could see yeah. it while it's still it's in the email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's really interesting to know those kind of things, especially because you don't, I, I never really knew as more B2B businesses going on YouTube. It's, mm. I think it's still quite new. I think you've yeah. only just breaking there out. There are some really good this. examples that I found, um, like Adobe. They did a, a really great little ad where they had um, like an encyclopedia company. And uh, there's like a guy looking at the computer and he's like, oh my God, the clicks are off the chart. <sighs> so they start ringing up like the factory, like more paper, produce more encyclopedias. And then it zooms out. Hi. 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 Uh, so yeah, the Adobe have a really good uh, example. Like they, there's like a man in the office of an encyclopedia company, mm. and he suddenly like, oh my god, the clicks are off the chart. We need to <laughs> calling up the factory, get me more paper, and it shows like trees coming down, yeah. and like all these encyclopedias getting produced and the the CEO's like finally our look is turning around and then it zooms like it cuts and it's a baby on an iPad just smashing uh. by now on the <laughs> thing. And the mum's like, wow he really loves that thing. And then it goes, um who do you want to know where your ads are coming from? Adobe Analytics. Mm. It's like a re- it's yeah. bringing emotion and humor into B2B marketing. That's funny. I do I do like yeah. the, the humor, but when you see um almost company content um, on YouTube. It almost feels very sort of uh, polished, sort of safe. Mm, soulless. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And I was wondering, could you get um, almost like a vlogger inside, say, a factory or HQ or something mm. that's unpolished, it's raw, just he's going around with a camera. Maybe at first he doesn't know what he wants to do. He's got a few ideas, so he's just walking around the factory. But I'd want to see inside. I'd want to see, you know, the everyday the, working. Yeah, I'd yeah. want to see that. I don't want to see the polished stuff because anybody can make that. 
And if you're going to make it safe, I'm bored. I'm yeah. not going to watch the video. I want to see something that's going to surprise me, something that's going to entertain me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if it's inside your factory, you don't really need any more plugs. Mm. You're going to see signs everywhere saying, you know, buy Pepsi, buy whatever. Yeah. I suppose that it's going to be on the brands to decide whether that's um, something that they want to do for their, like... So, say, um, one of the companies we work for produces, like heating heat tracing cables and if that equipment fails that's a, that could cause like a, a meltdown on an oil rig like it's mm. really important stuff i feel like it might be a bad idea to show like their factory workers goofing around and like you'd want to instill a sense of confidence for those customers yeah. but with a more light-hearted brand yeah i guess so yeah. it's whether companies can stand can step away from being very polished and very measured and But I think that's perfect. what people want these days because we've been saying we, we enjoy the human interaction, we enjoy the yeah. stories that we get from the, the vlogs. I mm. think I think it boils down to is the company ready to take a risk? I think if they do, they'll be the first companies that, you know, yeah. pioneer this area for, you know, uh, companies on YouTube and they'll profit like mad. I reckon that'll take a few years for yeah. companies to actually, like, come into their own and feel comfortable enough to be like actually yeah we can do that i think it, I, I do agree i yeah. think it'd be a very good it, it kind of work. way into but, um, but. The, <laughs> go on <laughs> just thinking like well companies are very paranoid especially like their internal workings like i don't think there'd ever be a, a a means of doing that without any sort of corporate oversight because they'd worry about divulging yeah. secrets to like the well, so it'll, it'll go through an editor and stuff so there will yeah. be some well, then it won't of, be raw and and real. Well, you, I'm not. I'm not saying you know video done sticking online. I'm just a yeah. little bit of editing. Maybe a bit like a, a Casey Neistat vlog. Where, yeah. you know, it's a bit sort of you know hit and miss, but it's fun. It's, it's enjoyable to watch. But it's um, like blurring at people's faces, like people. Yeah. Like, you know when they do that on like police shows, we're like, oh yeah. Hi Bob, how are you doing? But I guess another fear is. The threat of cancel culture. Ooh. So cancel Ooh. culture is something that's recently just been named. It's uh, it's the threat of you know something going wrong, um, somebody, something in your your channel being exposed, yeah. and then because it's the internet and nothing can be hidden, yeah. the fans Internet's are associated wrong. with the opposite side. So say it's a YouTuber uh, trying to you know. Uh, have a go at another YouTuber, their fans will go and dig up everything under yeah. the sun on this other YouTuber and bring it to light. And because of the way things are, with uh, you know people going on Twitter and you'll get called out for doing this stuff, you then have to release a statement. Yeah. And then it's your and then your livelihood represented by your sub count, your subscriber count mm-hmm. on you can watch them on social blade and stuff. Yeah. That's just gonna bomb straight away. You saw it with James Charles, he lost what was in the first three million. Three so million really? in a, a week or something. Three million a week, which wow. takes some people are struggling to get three million. They've been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah. I know. So you can show how that. crazy how that precarious fact. these people's yeah. positions are. Um, I mean, a company who's already established and whatever, and it doesn't rely on YouTube for their revenue, yeah. is a bit more insulated from this. But it happens to companies as well, like yeah, um, like maybe. It's not maybe cancel culture, but um, do you remember when Gillette released that um, oh, yeah, yeah. ads about? And I really agreed with the sentiment. Like, obviously, we want to tackle toxic masculinity and whatever, but a mm. lot of people, there was a major backlash against that. Mm. Some people accused Gillette of doing that on purpose, out, well, like, yeah, outrage no, marketing. There's no, yeah, it was no such thing as bad publicity. Exactly. Yeah. Like some companies are putting out more and more controversial content in the hopes of creating a scandal, yeah. like 
Well, I guess it works either way. Mm. If, it, if it's a massive reaction in a good way, then fair enough, you pull yeah. it off. Bad way, you're still going to make probably even more noise than you thought you would. Yeah, like we well, remembered be, that. Yeah, it's <laughs> very similar to kind of retailers because I read um, that retailers like um, you know like Boohoo and things like mm. that they create really wild like clothing yeah. that no one would really wear and they you know if you're scrolling down you're like oh you know you wouldn't really wear that. Why would you cut that yeah. bit out? Like it's, it's it's become a trend for like retailers and popular shops to create these mad clothing wear to generate noise to generate noise and to yeah. gain kind of more yeah ugh, I think so people are kind of addicted to to sort of oh my yeah. god did you hear about this have you seen like, this it's um mm. like we to cut through the amount the sheer amount of content like we discussed like some, how many hours Loads yes. YouTube a week, like yeah, you need to be three hundred hours of videos, like exceptionally good mm. or exceptionally bad, um, and I think that's a hard line to walk for a B two B company who wants to just create good, engaging, informative yeah. content. Yeah, I mean, I guess for the livelihood of a YouTuber, the sub count going down is you know oh. that's the thing that matters. If B2B or a BC company got called out and the same thing happened. I don't think it would translate to the YouTube sub count. Mm-hmm. No. It would go to, you know, where it hurts the most. Mm. There'd be people, you know, shares maybe dropping or a boycott on that brand. So that there is a risk. There's, there's always going to be a risk. Mm. But um, I guess maybe the social media platforms wouldn't take the brunt of it. No, but mm, I think a lot of companies, like B2C companies are using it to great effect um, and I have seen some good examples of B2B companies but I think YouTube is still like we said like the wild west the frontier yeah. like they don't really know what to do with it mm. um, and I've, I've seen some great like animated infographics for example that would be a really good way like say you have a potential customer and they're like I've got no time I want to what do you do like you could yeah. send them a link mm-hmm. to a really nicely produced animated infographic that would or for that, they, your customers can use that to show their customers. Yeah. You know. Do you think um, there's a lack of Gen Z people higher up in companies that <laughs> are, are making companies more out of touch with technology like this? I mean, I know a lot of people are you know picking up YouTube, but using it in this way in a B two B company, do you reckon if you had more uh, younger generations up there with you know? new ideas that are more in touch with the current market, do you reckon that would change behaviours of companies? Um, I think... In, I mean, what, in, what, in what way do you mean? So if people... So I mean, for example, like, you know, if, you, if, if we were a big B2B company and we were selling salt, um, sure. <laughs> if, if I was, I mean, I am Gen Z, so if I was up close to, you know, the big cheese CEO, uh, do you reckon my influence could get, you know, using tech like this, do you reckon it would happen more? Um, I reckon it would depend. Yeah. I think it all. I think you'd have to gain the trust of the actual big cheese first. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, and they'd but, have to be open to those yeah. ideas. Like, um, yes, we know the ways to use. I think it needs to be a collaboration. Like, yeah. all the generations and stuff. They know their business. They know the industry. They know. But this the thing, they know it. I know they know it because they're doing well and they're, they're yeah. you know, buying and selling. Yeah. But 
the, the whole point is they're, they're trying to branch out and they're not going to branch out doing the th- same thing. No, and that's why they need things, to. And this is where we come listen in. Listen to. Yeah, because we're in touch. We've grown up with. I don't. I think we're the first generation to grow up with the internet, like not knowing like, yeah. what without the internet. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So we've grown up with it. We're digital natives. A term that's been thrown around. <laughs> so surely you should put some trust in us because we're using it every day. I barely watch TV now. I've got a TV mm-hmm. license. Probably shouldn't have it because. I don't watch my, my boyfriend's gotten yeah. rid of his TV. He had to um, prove to the inspector that, look, it's not plugged in. Yeah. I use this, it's only plugged into my computer, and I don't watch BBC iPlayer, look at my internet history. Like, yeah. uh, But he, he couldn't afford it, so he got rid mm-hmm. of it, and he doesn't miss it at all. Uh, no, I mean, a lot of people watch YouTube and Netflix yeah. and Prime and stuff like that instead of, I mean, when, like, Things like Love Island come on, obviously people would want... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's TV's still a thing. But, but well, yeah. obviously, but a lot more people are focused on the things that they can watch now without the adverts. Yeah. yeah. It's like Netflix, you can click on click on any video and you can just watch the whole thing. Yeah. Whole We're season. a very visual yeah. generation, almost. Like it's almost kind of impatience as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Like the internet with our, <laughs> yeah. our attention spans have maybe dwindled a little bit. Oh, um, definitely. And I think companies need to be aware of that. Like, yeah, um, that's nothing to A long, mind. slow video, if you not gonna work. know, Never. people aren't going to watch that. Short and informative yeah. is so much better. Short, informative. It's odd though, you've got this checklist forming now. It's short, informative, <laughs> it can't be too polished, you've got to be a little bit gritty. We want, you know, Dave and the factory doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's difficult, but when you get yeah. it right, there is there is almost a formula. Yeah, but I don't think it. folks on the formula too much because I think people go in thinking there is a checklist. You know, I've got to have a sick PC. Yeah. But I remember watching a case nice that video. The content, the actual content that you're producing, is way more important than the equipment you yeah. record it on. If you don't have something to say, yeah, people aren't going to watch. Like people, and I think I've heard something that people are far more forgiving of poor camera quality than they are poor sound quality. Yeah. I'd rather watch somebody tell me a really, really good story in, you know, the lowest quality video than mm. watching somebody sit there in silence in, you know, 4K. And you can see every pore on their face. Yeah. <laughs> Just sat there staring at the camera. Yeah. But yeah, I, I suppose what would we maybe a tip from each of us, um a, a Advice for a company that maybe wants to use YouTube to break into the YouTube sphere. Yeah, um, not necessarily a hugely ambitious thing, but something that we we would value mm-hmm. from content YouTube. Would you like to go first, <laughs> if you insist. Um, I would say that, as we said, don't make things too long. Try and people are humans. Like even yeah. if they are buying for a business. They will be moved by emotion. So something like that, Adobe example, make them laugh. Mm. Or like FedEx did a really moving emotional um, thing about memories. It was like a really nicely produced uh, Italian wedding from the 20s. And then it zooms out into this photo album that's just been delivered by FedEx. Like you you can tap into people's emotions way more easily with video content and audio content. Yeah. So use that to your advantage. Yeah. Nice. You can go first because I'm still thinking of mine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I guess don't be scared in a statement. Um, be willing to you know take risks. It's okay to make a mistake. Um, if you make a mistake, your your audience is obviously there for you. They're not going to be like, oh, you said a word wrong. See you later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're we're quite resilient. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think just sort of go out and give it all. Don't give us you know. 
pasteurized content. Everything's the same. Everything's nice and clean and PG. Give us something raw, raw, gritty. <laughs> I, I want something to sink my teeth into and be like, wow, this is cool. Because I don't want to. I don't want to share an ad. I won't. No, I won't no. share an ad. I want to share something that I'm like actually interested in. I want to share something that I want my friends to see. Because if yeah. I'm sending you, like, why would I send you like a Mars bar advert? Yeah. Like if, it, if it's a man going, you know, we've got the best quality chocolate. And it's everything's great here. Yeah. You're gonna be like, why have you sent me this? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just you know, give me give me something worth watching that isn't too plastic. There you go. Okay. So I think for um, business kind of areas, I think for B two B specifically, maybe because uh, BDB is a B two B business, I think. Don't, as Connor said, don't be afraid to break into it. Don't knock it till you try it. I think if you are going to use videos and want to create videos, the best place to host them, in my opinion, would be YouTube because yeah. you can get this big collection of videos. No you can see really. how you've, no. no, but you can see you can see how you've kind of grown throughout it. And yeah. I, think, I think because YouTube is becoming such a massive thing and everyone is watching YouTube, um, so there's no doubt that all of your like clients yeah. are going yeah. to be watching YouTube, um, especially if they're interested or doing a bit of research on, yeah. like you know yourselves. Yeah. Then I'd I think, much rather watch a video. Yeah, I think you should definitely yeah, go for then it. Read that's a thing, really long I've, article. I've gone on on YouTube specifically to look up like how to use software videos, and you mm. get these people talking about which software is the best and doing demonstrations. Yeah. That genuinely influences my decision. Yeah, and I will make a decision off that. So you like that. educational videos yeah. is so yeah. That's a big one, how-tos, all that. It's, yeah, because you don't feel marketed to. You, yeah. There's someone giving you their honest Hands sort opinion. of... opinion. Yeah, this yeah. is this software and it's good. And oh, also, if you're not on YouTube, get on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not, you're way behind. Place to be. Yeah, place to be right now. Second so, most visited website ever. Exactly. If you're not on there, <laughs> where have you been? Okay, cool. Yeah, let's yeah. wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, this has been 99P Gen Z. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Do we have a YouTube? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Oh, I've, got, I've got plans for this, though. Hypocrites. I have, I've got plans for this. There's going to be potential videos and maybe a live Ooh. Oh, which, which will be raw because you can't edit live. Yeah. But um, we've also got a LinkedIn now. Um, yes, we do. And Anchor's doing all sorts of weird and wonderful things. We're on eight platforms. Mm-hmm. Spotify is one of them, Apple oh. Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we're everywhere. We're branching out. Yeah, we're all over the place. So, uh, yeah, make sure to tune in. Give us a listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. see you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.